Hi, this is Jonathan Armstrong from Cordray in the UK. And uh, thanks again for joining us for this week's podcast. With me is Eric Sinrod, who's live in San Francisco. <laughs> and um, I guess it's fitting that in what might be our last podcast of the year, we'll, we'll see how we get on, that we return to what's probably the big news of the year in tech circles the election of President Trump, as he will become, and, um, and the role that technology and specifically hacking played in that election. And Eric, you've been giving this some more thought. I know we've talked about that before um, with some initial thoughts, but now you've had time for reflection. Are you any happier with the result, and are you any happier with uh, President Trump and his team's security assessment and the fact that Russia played, in their view, no part in it? Well, if I were defending myself in this deposition, I would object this compound. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but too many questions at once. Uh, my head is spinning. My head is spinning even before your questions. Uh, yes, this is Eric Sinrod of Dwayne Morris uh, in San Francisco. Oh, it's been a crazy season politically, hasn't it, Jonathan? And, of course, mm. we're not just here to talk politics because, you know, we're really a tech law pen, and so this really gets into the tech relating to our, our politics. And as we all know at this point, you know, Donald Trump uh, is looking like he will secure the election by way of our electoral college, although they have not, as of this moment of us reporting, they have not yet voted in their are some folks trying to persuade some of the electors to go uh, a different way, um, but probably they will go ahead and fall in line and uh, elect Donald Trump as president through the Electoral College. We know we had our popular vote uh, as the tallies keep coming in. Hillary Clinton's popular vote um, lead keeps increasing. I think she's in the high two millions, uh, pushing three million in excess mm. of the votes popularly uh, gained by. Donald Trump, even though he claims this is one of the largest landslide victories in United States history, that uh, even if he gets all of his electors in the Electoral College, I think he still ranks 46 out of about 53 elections we've had, so it's certainly not an overwhelming landslide. But be that as may, uh, you know, we've all been paying attention to the news. Um, it appears that our actual voting systems weren't hacked. Uh, we don't believe that uh, the actual votes uh, and when people went to the polls were counted incorrectly because of hacking. That doesn't seem to be the issue. What seems to be the issue is the hacking of uh, private emails, for example, relating to the Democratic National Committee and uh, John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, and Hillary Clinton. Um, but it's also coming to light vis-a-vis -vis our CIA that I think they're saying there's sort of a, a swell of evidence that shows that not only were the Democrats hacked by the Russians, but also the Republicans. But the difference is that negative information and communication uh, relating to the Democrats was leaked out, but similar information wasn't leaked out as to the Republicans. And the theory is that this was in an effort to sway the election in favor of Donald Trump. Um, some would even argue, I know uh, President Obama was just recently interviewed by uh, Trevor Noah, and in that interview, President Obama said, frankly, even this information leaked related to the Democrats 
actually wasn't that negative, but the news media coverage was phenomenally intense, uh, blowing that out of proportion when negative, negative uh, information on the other side that was uh, public uh, wasn't covered as much. So the question is, you know, was the election influenced uh, by the Russians? Uh, we know that you know, it was a, actually quite a narrow election and that even just, you know, moving the needle you know, less than 1% could have been a big difference in critical battleground states like Wisconsin and, and Pennsylvania. Um, so it, it could have had an effect. And, you know, this is at a time when, you know, Russia's economy hasn't been strong. Uh, it's trying to maintain uh, its position in the world as a, as a superpower. And if it could accomplish actually meddling in our political system and giving us possibly um, a different president than otherwise to its advantage, what a coup. Uh, mm. and, and, it's, and it's causing some consternation. And so, and, and I don't think it's, it's any secret that it appears that Putin would prefer Trump as president over Clinton. Clinton is viewed as much more hardline. Uh, as to Russia and what the Russia might be trying to do uh, going forward in uh, Eastern Europe, uh, in the Baltic, uh, maybe in the Middle East. Um, and, and Donald Trump seems to be more uh, enamored with Putin. And now we're uh, having Trump appoint as Secretary of State, uh, someone who's had, uh, you know, Tillerson, who's had quite a bit of dealings with Russia, and he was given an award as being a friend of, of Russia, etc. So, Right now what's going on is the CIA came up with this report. This goes to one of your compound questions. Donald Trump's immediate knee-jerk reaction was essentially disagreeing with it. And this is potentially problematical. I mean, he's assuming the mantle as president, and he's not uh, listening to uh, intelligence given to him by the CIA and you know, FBI, perhaps, and other intelligence agencies. That's going to be difficult, and we've heard reports that he's not really taking in the daily briefings on, you know, international security matters. For example, that Barack Obama has done seems like he's leading that to Vice President-elect Pence. Um, and so, hopefully, you know, we're going to be able to go forward, uh, knowing that we have integrity in, in our election system, knowing that our president will avail himself of all pertinent uh, information. He says he's smart, so he doesn't need to have the daily briefings, but you know, you can be smart, but you still need to have a handle on what's going on in the world uh, as the president on a moment's notice and, and be up to speed. Um, I know there's been some bipartisan support in our Senate to, to look into this Russian hacking business. I think John McCain on the Republican side and Lindsey Graham also on the Republican side are trying to join forces together with some Democrats. The Electoral College today is December 14th. It's going to be voting just in a matter of days. Uh, there's been some that have argued that the electors in the Electoral College should be given access to the top-secret CIA information. So CIA can't come out and say everything to the public, some of it's top-secret. Yeah. Um, but the, ele the, electoral, the, electoral, the electors should have at their fingertips that information before they vote. Um, it's but here's my controversial. Here's my controversial view on this, though, Eric, given, you know, we've talked about these uh, matters before, and, and, and I mentioned, you know, this event that I spoke at sort of with Guccifer 2.0, where the uh, Podesta emails were leaked sort of live on stage. Wouldn't it be surprising if the Russians 
hadn't tried to interfere. I think if we if we went back, let's say, 2,000 and a bit years to Imperial Rome, I bet there was somebody behind a colonnade in the forum that was whispering through one of the elections and saying, ooh, did you know Sextus Aurelius did this or did that? <laughs> and there would be you know, I guess, leaked tablets or leaked scrolls back in the day, and, oh, Sextus Aurelius has signed this. Have you seen what's happened? And I know that certainly um, I'm a, a little bit more of an authority on Tudor England, and obviously in Tudor England, and we maybe talked about this a little bit before, um, Queen Elizabeth I effectively hacked the communications of Mary, Queen of Scots. It wasn't done via uh, a compromise gmail account like with podesta but it was a a beer barrel and parchment stuffed inside a beer barrel so given the uh, skills that the russians have at their disposal the training of their people the numbers and the technology and given that there were some pretty dumb mistakes you know one person meant to say you know effectively their is a threat to your emails, John, to Podesta, and actually sent the email of there isn't, um, wouldn't it be surprising if at least one nation state didn't try and influence the election these days? Well, it's a fair question, uh, and maybe uh, we're all acting naive and, and you know so shocked when we shouldn't be. Uh, who knows what you know, U.S. intelligence, well, what U.S. governmental efforts are being uh, implemented uh, in the affairs of other countries. That's a good point. And perhaps the real answer here is we just have to be as secure as possible to prevent this. But if we can't, then we have to sort of engage in our own information campaign domestically mm. to counter what's happening. So for, let's just say, for example, uh, the Russians get a hold of information, uh, private emails, and then they you know, use them here in the United States to influence an election or maybe even create fake news, which we've heard all about, then it's up to those who are being, uh, whose uh, reputations are being misinformed to counter that um, and to make sure the truth comes out. Um, Although query, it could get into a mess. Let's just say hypothetically, you know, this private information was, was coming out about the Democrats to counter that would the Democrats then seek to get the private information of the Republicans to make it an even playing field. Um, I mean, I know you're talking about the Roman tablets and whatnot, but, you know, right now there's just so much information. There's so many ways of getting at it that uh, we obviously live in a different time technologically than we did a couple thousand years ago. So, you know, I don't have, obviously I don't have the answers here, but we're in a time that's, um, oh, shall we say, fraught with, um, lack of confidence uh, in our democracy here, which is a problem. Yeah. You know, we, we like to think, you know, with all due respect to the UK, um, we here like to think that we are sort of the bastion of democracy. <laughs> you might too, mm. but um, not so much. Right now. There, there's, you know, the people on the Republican side were claiming in advance that the election was going to be rigged. At least Donald Trump said that. The Democrats now feel that the election was rigged against them. Um, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not good. Uh, that's, that's not a good climate to be in, to move a country forward, shall we say. So 
perhaps the next time we do this podcast, I'm guessing we will know how this is all shaken out in terms of the Electoral College. Uh, my guess is that uh, Trump will be elected to the Electoral College. Maybe a few electors will not go with their constituency, but I bet most will. Um, and then it remains to be seen how Donald Trump will act as president uh, with respect to the, the arms of government that are working for him. Any final thoughts, Jonathan? No, I think it's I think it's absolutely fascinating. I've I've many thoughts on on Trump, which I've the luxury of of being this distant. But I guess we should uh, uh, one of our uh, listeners, and he's more than a listener. He's a he's a helper as well. Tom has reminded us, hasn't he, that we should not stray too far over the ten. So let's hold our thoughts on Trump for uh, for, for closer to the election. I'm hoping to be in the US for the inauguration, although I'm going nowhere near DC. So maybe we'll do a, an inauguration day uh, yeah. podcast when we can talk about that in more detail. Very good. Okay. Well, this has been our weekly Tech Law 10. We're getting ever closer to number 200. I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris in San Francisco. My email address is ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, usual social media outlets. And Jonathan, happy holidays to you, and you may close Thank it Thank you. And, and to you, Eric. And, uh, and let's publicly invite Vladimir Putin to be our guest for the 200th email when uh, you and I can interview him and he can tell us whether he did it or not. Um, there's a great solution. Um, and Vladimir, if you're listening or anyone else, uh, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. Vladimir, you can also collect with us uh, via LinkedIn or Twitter. And uh, we look forward to hearing from uh, any of our listeners, whether they be based in Russia or not. There's no need to hack us. We're very approachable. And uh, we'll speak to you all in uh, e either next week or next year. Uh, if it is next year, happy holidays as well. And uh, we'll look forward to 2017 with you. Bye for now. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.